You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are all over in Tokyo competing for the goal. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will as well. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! Then we're gonna find our best friend Doug, and then we're gonna give him a best friend's hug. Doug, Doug, oh, Doug, 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 Doug. Woo! What is going on, Devils fans? It is your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to one of the most exciting, anticipated episodes of the Devils State of Mind podcast, right here exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place as always to get the most up-to-date news, topics, and so much more about your new Jersey Devils. I'm not even going to ask you how you guys are feeling because I know exactly how everybody is feeling. I am recording this episode today on Wednesday, July 28th, 2021, the first day of NHL free agency. And I wanted to wait this long in the day because we had to make sure everything is official. Dougie Hamilton is officially a new Jersey devil. And that 
is freaking awesome. And we also have several other transactions that happen on this day as well. So we have so much to get to. I'm going to try my best to get through all of this and th just bear with me because a lot of this, I'm actually going to be almost like, basically, this is going to feel like a live stream because I'm just going through stuff. It's just going to be off the cup. Th there's just so much to get to. So let's not waste any more time and drop the puck. So we're going to I'm going to I'm going to screw with you guys a little bit. We're going to go from we're going to try to go in chronological order because from the last episode that we did obviously talking about the NHL draft and what the Devils did um there were several moves that were made between that Monday and obviously leading up to today and it, or if you want to just put it that way I guess you could say you know if you're listening to this on Thursday up to you know Wednesday yesterday but I'm recording this on Wednesday, like I said. So let's kind of, let, let's do our best here, ladies and gentlemen, to basically go through this as best we can. I'm going to start off with this. The Devils made a trade with the San Jose Sharks on Monday. And we knew that the Devils were very much interested in making a move with the San Jose Sharks during the draft to try to acquire Timo Meyer. So when I saw this tweet come out, before I even looked at it, to me, there was just like, oh, is this the trade that we actually acquired Timo Meyer? Unfortunately, we did not. The New Jersey Devils today, or I'm kind of reading this, their press release back on Monday, on Monday acquired defenseman Christian Jaros from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for forward Nick Merkley. And then they agreed the terms with Jaros, on a who was an restricted free agent, to a one-year two-way contract worth $800,000 at the NHL level and $275,000 at the AHL level. He's 25 years of age, and he split last season between San Jose's NHL club and the AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. And he's played in just seven NHL games. The right shot defenseman knocked one assist while tallying three assists. In, or tallying three, you know, I guess one goal, three assists, excuse me. They, they screwed this up. In 11 NHL games, AHL games with the Barracuda. He spent the last four seasons between the NHL and the AHL with the prior three years being in the Ottawa Senators organization. He's six foot three, 220 pounds. So here's the thing about this. The reason that I'm okay with this is because Jaros is definitely going to be a depth defenseman. He's going to be probably the seventh defenseman on the depth chart. So I think most likely you're going to see a lot of him down with the Utica Comets, but I think that they're obviously, you know, especially if there's an injury or something like that, that goes along, he will probably be one of those guys that may get an opportunity to play some games this year and, you know, kind of go from there. It did kind of suck to lose a guy like Nick Merkley, because I remember when we ended up losing Nate Bastion in the expansion draft, a lot of us, including myself said, well, we do have a guy that can fill that role. And that's Nick Merkley. Well, now we don't have Nick Merkley anymore. He was traded to San Jose. And what was interesting about it is that he wasn't offered a qualifying offer from San Jose after he was traded. But since again, I'm recording this on Wednesday, July 28th, by this time, Nick Merkley has actually signed a contract with the San Jose Sharks. So both teams ended up signing the player that they ended up trading for. So again, Jaros is not obviously somebody that's going to be right into the lineup. He's going to be somebody that's almost like, 
I guess you would say like, a, you know, if you want to use a baseball term, like a pinch hitter, pinch runner, he's going to be that seventh defenseman. He's going to be that guy that's going to constantly probably be going up and down from the NHL to the AHL level and vice versa. But it's still a solid move. Again, you know, Tom Fitzgerald talked about getting this defense to be taller. You know, a lot of our guys are six foot and under and getting a guy like Charles who's six foot three obviously does create some height. So, you know, it's a very simple one-for-one one move. It's nothing too major, and it's more of an AHL move if you really want to look at it. But still, I think it's a solid pickup nonetheless. So welcome to the New Jersey Devils defenseman, Chris Jaros. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to today, July 28th, 2021. Obviously, this was going to be a massive day potentially a massive day for the New Jersey Devils organization because we knew going into it that at this point it was down between the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes for the services of Dougie Hamilton. And then once we found out earlier this morning that Dougie Hamilton's final offer from the Carolina Hurricanes was, I think, only $50 million, I think we all kind of knew that it was pretty much that Carolina wasn't going to be able to keep him. And so that ended up being the that ended up being the case, obviously, and we'll get to that in just a few short minutes. But what, and I'm, and again, like I said, I'm trying to go through chronological order of how things transpired. The next thing that we got was earlier this morning, I want to say around 1130, we got word from several sources, including Pierre Lebrun of TSN, saying that the New Jersey Devils were definitely going to be signing Dougie Hamilton. So basically, we've already known for many hours that Dougie Hamilton would be a New Jersey Devil. It was just a matter of waiting around and seeing when was he actually going to sign? When were the Devils going to announce it? When was the rest of the league going to announce it and everything like that? And it was definitely difficult for many hours because, again, it's about 7 o'clock in the evening here as I'm recording this. So it took about six and a half hours to officially announce it from the time the NHL free agency started at noon, noon Eastern here today. And up until when he actually officially was, um, he signed the contract till they actually could put it out in public. So there was obviously a lot of waiting around, a lot of frustration. There was certainly some nervousness because understandably so considering how things have gone in the devil's organization over the past several years, things like this tend to end up going wrong. But in this case, it didn't end up going wrong. But prior to, obviously, the major acquisition that we're that you guys are here for, that we're all here for, the Devils actually made a signing and finally got their 1B goaltender to back up Mackenzie Blackwood. The Devils earlier today announced they had signed unrestricted free agent goaltender Jonathan Bernier to a two-year contract worth $8.25 million with an end with an average annual value of $4.125 million. So the breakdown from what I'm seeing here on the contract is that this upcoming season, Bernier will earn $3.6 million. And then in 2022-23, Bernier will earn $4.65 million. And here's a little bit of a paragraph that Tom Fitzgerald said about Jonathan Bernier coming here. Bringing in Jonathan provides us with a solid and experienced veteran presence in net. In consultation with our goaltending development department, we believe that this gives us the stability we have been looking for and can help support and push McKenzie moving forward. He's going to be a great influence on our young team and is excited to join the group. So Jonathan Bernier was certainly somebody that a lot of Devils people had talked about even way back in the beginning 
when free agency didn't really start, but when we were really starting to talk about it as a potential, you know, suitor as a backup goaltender for Mackenzie Blackwood. And obviously we were kind of, you know, distracted by the possibility that the Devils were calling the Vegas Golden Knights about potentially acquiring either Marc-Andre Fleury, who shockingly was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for literally nothing and now is actually considering retirement because of how disrespectful he feels towards, you know, how Vegas treated him, or Robin Leonard. And that was kind of a thing. And also Braden Holpe was uh, a possibility, but, you know, thank, you know, to me, I'm just glad the Devils actually didn't end up going and acquiring uh, Braden Holpe. The thing about Bernie that was kind of a surprise was that uh, about two or three days ago, the we, we, we got reports basically that Jonathan Bernier and also James Reimer were both talking with the Carolina Hurricanes about coming to Carolina. Well, at least in Reimer's standpoint, staying in Carolina and Jonathan Bernier going there. And it, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the Detroit Red Wings were not really interested in bringing back Jonathan Bernier, but you know, we will never actually know how much interest they really had. So when I heard about Bernier, it was a little bit of a surprise that he was, he ended up being the one, but it was actually a pleasant surprise. And let me read to you something that's really interesting. And again, a lot of this comes from the devil's website. So I'm just trying to give you the information that you guys uh, should know. So John the Bernier is 32 years of age, so he's not terribly old, but he's certainly a more veteran, more experienced goaltender than Mackenzie Blackwood, that's for sure. He's spent the past three years starting back in 2018-2019 with the Detroit Red Wings, and he played in 105 contests. And last year, he posted a 9-11-1 record in 24 games, with 20 to 23 of them being starts. He posted a 2.99 goals against average and a point. 914 save percentage. He also faced the most shots against per 60 of any NHL goaltender last year at 34.8 average per game. His rights were previously acquired by Carolina back on July 22nd, 2021 from Detroit with a third round pick in the 2021 NHL draft when the Carolina Hurricanes shockingly traded their young goaltender Alex Nedeljkovic and that was certainly a surprise. But once Jonathan Bernier's rights got traded there, it was like, okay, probably Bernier is going to be at least one of the two goaltenders signed because I don't think Peter Morazic was going to stay. And Peter Morazic ended up not staying. He signed a three-year deal, I believe, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's kind of a uh, kind of a surprise. But then earlier on today, we got word that the Carolina Hurricanes were signing former Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender Freddie Anderson to a contract and James Reimer was signing a contract with the San Jose Sharks. So you kind of wonder where the Carolina Hurricanes are going when it comes to their, their other goaltender, not really sure who they have in their system, but Jonathan Bernier ended up signing with the New Jersey Devils. And when he spoke to the media earlier today, he said that basically he and the Hurricanes were not really close when it came to what exactly, you know, a deal was in place. And it's kind of a, I'm sure any Carolina Hurricanes fan will tell you that it's been a very frustrating last 24 hours to say the least, because you were trying very hard to give as much money as you could to Dougie Hamilton, while you also have to give a new contract to Andrei Svechnikov. And then also you traded away your young goaltender, who was really one of the stories of the Stanley Cup playoffs this past year, 
and you traded him to acquire the rights to a goaltender that ended up not even signing with you. Oh, and I should also just mention really quick that Tony D'Angelo signed a one-year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes. So it's been a pretty difficult first day of NHL free agency for the Carolina Hurricanes, but they're still a very talented team regardless, and I'm sure they're going to be able to still be very, very competitive without a doubt. But going back to Jonathan Bernier, you know, I look at his situation. He's played in 394 career NHL games, so he's six away from playing in 400, and he's posted a 161, 159, and 39 record with 19 shutouts and a career 913 save percentage and a 2.77 goals against average. To put it bluntly, he is a very, very solid goaltender, and this is the most stable our goaltending has been with two goalies in a long time because we've had several years of where it was Blackwood and then a not-so-talented backup or Corey Schneider and a not-so-talented backup. But now that we are definitely improving our defense, we are now improving our goaltending, we've just put ourselves in a much better position defensively. And the way I was talking to people earlier today, I was saying, look, if we improve our defense, our goaltending is going to look a lot better. Even statistically, we're going to say, yeah, they look pretty good. We give them a chance, they're going to come through. And now Blackwood has a guy that he can feel comfortable with working with and that can actually give him some time off. Now, when Jonathan Bernier was speaking to the media earlier, as I mentioned before, he said that he wants to be in a situation where he's not playing like just 10 games. He wants to constantly compete with Mackenzie Blackwood, constantly push him, make both of them better, and just be a competitive goaltending tandem. And that's all we can really ask for from both of those guys and the entire goaltending development program that we have in New Jersey. Uh, Bernier also talked about the fact that Marty Berdur personally called him to convince him to sign with the New Jersey Devils. So that was kind of a big thing. Uh, Marty did the same thing last year when they signed Corey Crawford. So obviously Marty has a lot of influence, particularly when it comes to the goaltending position for obvious reasons. And Bernier also mentioned in his press conference to the media that, you know, obviously that the Devils had signed Dougie Hamilton. It was all a done deal. And everybody was like, is it really a done deal? The thing is, is that I'm pretty sure what they told him is that Dougie Hamilton signed. We're just working out the other particulars of the contract. So like you can say it, you're not really revealing anything that people don't already know, but it was definitely something like as fans and as people in the media, you're just kind of wondering, okay, when were we actually going to hear this? But speaking about Jonathan Bernier, I really like this. I think he's a very solid goaltender, and I think he definitely helps bring a little even more stability to this goaltending. So now when you look at the roster, we have Mackenzie Blackwood, Jonathan Bernier, and Scott Wedgwood. Not bad. Very solid. I think we're a lot better goaltending-wise than we were several hours ago. So clearly, we've improved. And we talked about this because Fitzgerald said it. Finding a 1B for Mackenzie Blackwood is one of the critical things of this offseason. And that was the first thing he checked off when it came to just today. He checked it off. He said, all right, we got our 1B goaltender. Let's move on to the next thing. But I'm very, very much looking forward to Jonathan Bernier being a part of the Devils organization. He says he's excited to be here and looking forward to helping this team win and compete. So welcome to the New Jersey Devils, Jonathan Bernier. So now we go to, I don't want to really call this a lesser signing, but it was one that wasn't really mentioned, but I'm going to mention it here because we did get the news. The Devils earlier today signed forward Chase DeLeo to a one-year two-way deal with $750,000 at the NHL level 
and $300,000 at the AHL level. DeLeo recently has been playing in the uh, Anaheim Ducks organization. Um, basically, to put it bluntly, this guy is an AHL player. He's had some experience in the NHL, but this is more of a, a move for the AHL team. Because one thing you have to understand is that teams make these moves as well because they don't just want their NHL team to be competitive and to get guys going. They want their, um, their AHL team, their farm system, to also you know, have some success, have some talent, and be competitive because it just benefits the whole organization together. It just gets guys, even young guys, developing in the system to compete as well and get better. And we have several young guys, the likes of Fabian Zetterlin, Alexander Holtz, um, you know, Dawson Mercer, guys like that, that are going to get a shot within this year. And, you know, the next two years, definitely competing down there. And a guy like Chase DeLeo, who has some experience, even at just 25 years of age is certainly going to help the team. And this is a team that the last year that they, you know, last year was a difficult year. The year before that, they were making a run to get into the playoffs. This is a team now with, obviously there are new team there are the Utica Comets you know but this is the first year of the Utica Comets in Devils history so it's obviously going to be a very very exciting thing so again it's just a small signing he's going to be somebody that basically is going to be going up and down again very much um, similar to Yaros he's going to be somebody that you know can come up and down when we need him if we need an extra body or something like that but it's nothing too major, but still, welcome to the New Jersey Devils forward, Chase DeLeo. And now we come to the two biggest moves of the day, and they happened within two or three minutes of each other. First, Pierre Lebrun reported at around 6.15 that the Devils had officially signed Dougie Hamilton to that seven-year contract. Right after that, maybe a minute later, the Devils themselves announced that they had made a trade with the Buffalo Sabres. The Devils have traded Will Butcher and a 2022 fifth-round pick to the Buffalo Sabres in return for future considerations. Interesting. It's somewhat of a, of a head-scratching move because we're actually it's more of a salary dump, really, when you think about it. It's not like we're gaining something immediately you know, that's going to impact, again, it's future considerations. So you, it makes you ask the question, well, what would, what exactly is the point? Well, there's a couple reasons to me why I think this move ended up being made. The first one is simply this. Since Will Butcher's rookie year, statistically, and also just from a playing standpoint, he's never gotten back to the player that he once was. Now, you can put some blame on guys like, you know, John Hines and the organization themselves and the players surrounding him. That could be that could be part of his downfall. You do have to put some blame on him that he obviously needed to play better. And then you look at this past year with a new coaching staff. He started the year, the first five or six games, he was a healthy scratch. He wasn't playing, not because he wasn't hurt or anything. He just wasn't, he just didn't seem to fit in with what Lindy Ruff was trying to do. And then the Devils go out and they acquire Jonas Siegenthaler, who they just signed to a two-year contract. And to me, that pretty much was like the death knell. And then we started hearing rumors throughout the last couple of weeks that the Devils were looking to try to move both P.K. Subban and Will Butcher. Um, to me, at this point, I think Will but uh, excuse me, P.K. Subban is here to stay, and I'm not against it. I think he's really good as a depth defenseman on this team, and again, he certainly is going to help us stay, you know, get to the cap floor. And again, 
after this year, we just gained $9 million in cap space. So we're fine. So it's not, you know, I doubt that they trade him unless they get something that's decent. Um, Cause Fitzgerald's the type of guy, he's not just going to make a deal to make a deal. And even this is not just a deal to make a deal. In my opinion, the other thing is this, there's no place for butcher to play now on this team. You, you, you not only do you have a guy like Siegenthaler, now you brought in Ryan Graves. You have young guys like Ty Smith and Kevin Ball and Riley Walsh that are coming through into the system. Shakir uh, Mukamadulin as well. I mean, there's, there just isn't a place for a butcher at this time for him to be in this organization. So he's going to go to a place like Buffalo, who's clearly rebuilding, and he's going to get a lot of playing time. And I think that will allow him to gain back some of the confidence and to play well. And I think that he's going to be able to do well there. Interestingly enough, Will Butcher, when he was an unrestricted free agent um, and he was looking for a team, he did get an offer from the Buffalo Sabres and chose not to go there. So I don't know if that's going to make Butcher feel um, uncomfortable, the fact that he has to, he still ends up going there at, at one point in his career. But I think he's going to look at it as, a, as an opportunity to better himself as a player, you know, to obviously get, get back to the level that he was playing at. But when you look at it from the devil's perspective and you look at the fact that we were clearly trying to dramatically improve our defense, losing a guy like Butcher, yeah, he's still pretty young, but it's not the biggest thing in the world. And yeah, we had to give up a fifth round pick, which I don't, maybe Buffalo wasn't fully interested in just acquiring Butcher, but I mean, also Buffalo is probably just trying to stack up on picks as well, being a rebuilding team. So I get that. Um, I don't know what the future considerations are. Uh, we'll see what happens down the road. We may not even know till like next year what those c- considerations are. It, it all depends on everything. But again, um, I wish nothing but the best to Will Butcher. Uh, I was obviously very excited for him when he came here and how he performed in his rookie year and, and the potential that he had. It just didn't end up working out. Um, and again, it's tough when you don't really have a place on the team anymore. It just becomes a lot more difficult to stick around. But again, I'm wishing him nothing but the best in Buffalo and we're looking forward to seeing what he can do there, but this is part of the business and you're just going to have to, like I said, you're just going to have to kind of deal with it. That's just how it is. But, um, Oh, by the way, we were talking about Freddie Anderson earlier. The the hurricanes officially announced signing him to a two year, $9 million contract. So in a funny way, uh, the hurricanes gave more money to um, Freddie Anderson than they, than the devils offered to, uh, Jonathan Bernier, which that might be a reason why Bernier got a better deal from New Jersey, because maybe the Hurricanes weren't going to give him the same type of money because they were also signing Freddie Anderson. So I, that could be a reason, but still. But going back to Will Butcher, yeah, he ends up being traded to the Buffalo Sabres in, as well as a 2022 fifth round pick for future considerations. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. In the entire history of the New Jersey Devils, the last time that a marquee free agent came to New Jersey and signed here was, I believe, um, I, I think it ended up being uh, Peter Stasny. Yeah, that was either Peter Stasny or Vanderbeek, way, way back in the day. And again, before you jump, you jump all over me, remember, Claude Lemieux was not a free agent acquisition. Alexander McGillney, not a free agent acquisition. Jeff Friesen, not the same thing. Ilya Kovalchuk, no, no. So a lot of the main talent, Taylor Hall, also no. All of these guys, they eventually came and played in New Jersey and were tremendous players, but they weren't marquee free agents that decided to come to New Jersey. 
Dougie Hamilton signing with the New Jersey Devils is the biggest free agent signing we have had possibly in the entire history of the New Jersey Devils. Because again, free agent wise, not trade, not drafting, not, nothing, just from a free agency perspective. That to me is what's so big about him coming here. And again, we knew throughout the day that he was going to end up signing. It was just a matter of waiting to see us finally get the official confirmation. So that's kind of what we were waiting on. And we finally got it basically around 6, you know, 615, 620. The New Jersey Devils officially agreed to terms with Dougie Hamilton on a seven-year contract worth $63 million, which means he will earn an average annual salary of $9 million per year. This is an incredible amount of money. And interestingly enough, even with this, we're still not at the cap floor. We're actually about eight hundred, dollars almost $900,000 from the cap floor with a couple of RFAs still possibly signing, you know, got, you know, and again, Tom Fitzgerald says he's pretty confident he's going to sign all of his RFAs and a guy like Sharon Govich, who's an RFA, I'm sure he's going to end up signing. So I feel like within the next day or two, um, we'll probably be at the cap floor and then we don't have to make any more moves. And the devil's also now with the, with the subtraction of Will Butcher and the addition of Dougie Hamilton, now have $18 million in salary cap. And again, I wanted to bring this up and I'll point it out because some of us looked at the Will Butcher trade and said, why the hell are we trading him away as a cap dump? I don't think the Devils are done. I don't think because again, remember, the three biggest objectives of this offseason were the following. A 1B goaltender, a top defenseman, and a top six score. Now, you could immediately assume that it's for a guy like Tarasenko. It could be. Could it be for a guy like Brandon Saad as a free agent? Maybe. It, could it be Thomas Tatar? Oh, that would be awesome. I really like Thomas Tatar. I think he would be a really good fit here um, in New Jersey. So we'll see what happens. The Devils may look at it and say, no, we feel pretty confident about what we're doing. Um, but obviously getting Dougie Hamilton was such an enormous thing. When you're seeing all off season from the time the last Devils game ended back in May to now, we're constantly hearing rumors where people are making predictions left and right about where these people are going to go. We had situations where the Devils were possibly going to acquire a guy like Rasmus Bristolainen um, and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the Devils had made the decision and the organization, the ownership group made the decision that it's time to put our money where our mouth is and to spend money on top tier talent that's going to take us to the next level in this organization. And they did that. And I want to give them a lot of credit. I certainly want to give Tom Fitzgerald credit. He has done a phenomenal job in the short time he's been the general manager of this team. He's done a phenomenal job. By the way, he still hasn't signed his new contract, which he's going to at some point, but he still hasn't signed his new contract. So again, he's other players, all these players on the team are making are have a signed contract and he doesn't even have one yet, which is funny to me, but it, it'll get signed at some point. Um, I want to give Joshua Harris and David Blitzer uh, credit as well, because as you know, I've been crapping on those guys 
for a long time, asking them, pleading them to start spending money to try to make this team better. And they've certainly done just that, which is phenomenal. I also do want to give credit to the relatively still new CEO of the Devils, uh, Tad Brown, who came over, as we talked about before, from the Houston Rockets and now is the CEO of the Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers. Because I do believe, considering how Tad Brown is a guy who really is big on spending money on talent, they get, he gave him the green light as well. And Tom Fitzgerald said that. They all gave him the green light to do exactly what he wants to do. And that is to go out and sign a top-tier free agent. Now, um, there's a couple quotes here. Uh, the first one here is from Tom Fitzgerald. And then I think the second one is from head coach Lenny Ruff. So this is from Tom Fitzgerald. We are thrilled to welcome Dougie and his family to the New Jersey Devils organization. As a player and person, he has constantly shown a commitment to excellence and will play a leading role in our franchise's return to an elite level in the league. We believe that the magnitude of his contributions on the ice will be equal to his impact on our culture as we continue to position ourselves for long-term success. I'm proud of the work our entire staff did to promote the amazing attributes of the organization and to bring aboard one of the most sought-after free agents this year. And then Lindy Ruff, had some things to say. He said, our entire staff is excited for what Dougie will provide us on the ice. He's an elite offensive talent who runs a power play accompanied by a strong defensive play on the back end. At six foot six, his skating skill, mobility, and ability to stabilize the game in all situations will be key for our team. This continues our bolstering of the blue line heading into the next season and is a big addition to what we're building here in New Jersey. I'm not going to go through all the stats and everything else because you guys have probably seen all that stuff anyway. But let me give you one quote that I actually shared on, on the Devil's State of Mind Twitter account that I want you to understand. Ray Ferraro, who, Ray Ferraro, who's on TSN, he said this, in my mind, Hamilton can be a difference maker. I agree with that 100%. Now, a really, really good guy on Twitter, uh, J Fresh J Fresh or Ed J Fresh Hockey, who basically is a big analytics guy and he does a really good job. Phenomenal job. Go check him out on Twitter. Phenomenal. Any player you want to, you want to know about from an analytics perspective, go check him out. He, he tweeted uh, a thread here about Dougie Hamilton. I want to read. He says, Dougie Hamilton signed a seven-year deal, $9 million per year by New Jersey. It's one of the league's top offensive defensemen. He's got an elite shot and loves to use it and drives play like few other blue liners in the league do. Does have some issues in his own end and has a tendency to take bad penalties. His wins above replacement percentage, by the way, out of 100 is 98%, which tells you a lot. His um, offensive efficiency is 99%. His defensive efficiency is 72%. That's pretty damn good. He also goes on to say the Dougie paradox has always been that his Individual defensive skill set is unremarkable at best, but is more impressive in their own partners put up much better D results with him because of his possession play. One of Dougie's biggest strengths is that the simplicity of his game makes him very easy to play with. It's why forwards across all lines put up almost identically strong underlying numbers with him. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much what he said. So to put that into more simplistic terms. Dougie Hamilton is a tremendous defenseman. He's one of the top five defensemen in the National Hockey League from an analytics perspective. This is a guy that we needed to go get. This is a guy that's going to redefine our entire defense. We have in dramatically improved this defense 
from the last couple of days. And getting a guy like him, albeit, look, he's coming here mainly due to the money. Let's just call it like it is. But the fact that we spent the money and we convinced him to come here with the email that we sent out reported by the New York Post and everything else to get the number one free agent in the entire market to come to New Jersey is tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous. Now, we have to see how it goes on the ice. This team's going to look a lot different going into 2021, and I still don't think we're done yet. And we'll obviously continue to keep you guys posted on social about any other moves that happen. But getting Dougie Hamilton signed on this first day of free agency, sending a message to the rest of the league that the Devils are sick and tired of being at the bottom of the NHL and want to get back to the former glory that we had in the late 90s, early 2000s. We're getting there. We are, this move does not make us a Stanley Cup contender right now, but it certainly helps us get into the position of competing for a playoff spot. And with more moves coming forward and more guys coming into the system, we are getting closer and closer to getting back to where we once were as a respected NHL franchise. So with that being said, welcome to the New Jersey Devils organization, Mr. Dougie Hamilton. Woo!